Hello and welcome to On the Download with Laura and Meg, your weekly pop culture digest. I'm Laura. And I'm Meg. What's up? <laughs> I, I like almost feel like we don't need to do that anymore. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> honestly, today I just don't feel very good. I'm very tired. <laughs> so yeah. like, I'm Meg, okay? Should I just grab the whole thing? <laughs> <laughs> You're tired. We're going over stuff from a week ago. You know, More than I feel like I, I'm getting sick. So. It's a nightmare. Oh, my goodness. How are you going to survive? I, I probably won't. Like, uh, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. What have you been up to since you've left me? So, um, you know, crushing reality of going back to work. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got back, though, no, and I went really. to see... Yeah, no, I mean, for real, though. But um, I saw Dear Evan Hansen. My mom was in town last weekend for, like, a day. And then work. It was, it was a weird week. Um, a bunch of people were in town. And yesterday was my sister's birthday, so kind of, like, bopped around. We went to Bull City Cider Works, and they had music and a bunch of food trucks and stuff. And then last night Did we Did you went play to... Bananagrams? That's what I used to do when I would go there. No. There were so many people there. <laughs> we were, like, sitting oh. on the grass. <laughs> oh, okay. Um... And you were wearing a really fun outfit. I was wearing a fun outfit. Do you want to tell outfit. everyone what happened? And then I sat in ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Just like literally the worst thing you can sit in. It was so funny because like I I had like I was at my apartment and I was like maybe I'll wear a fun outfit and I like put it on. I was like oh my gosh like this is so fun like feeling great and I go and I like meet up with them and I sit down and I like stand back up and I'm like oh there's ketchup on the ground. And I was like, so it was like immediate that this happened. Yes, because I like sat down, was like talking for a second, and then I saw someone I knew, and so I stood up to like hug her. And then once I stood up, like I'd been there for like a literal five minutes tops. <laughs> oh my god, nightmare! So embarrassing, but yeah, you know, well, I'm, I'm just, glad you survived that social shame. You know, it's barely. But I was just like cracking up though, because like you know, what are you gonna do? This is very yeah. It's a very typical thing to happen. Well, you could also spill like pretty much anything, and it's passable. But like ketchup, mm-mm, no, very suspect. No, that's that's the one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hmm. you know, all good. Uh, yeah, I've had a pretty quiet weekend. I had a friend's birthday um, was Friday night, and. We went to Baby A's, which I took you to, yes. um, for margaritas. I'm familiar. So, yeah. So we did that on Friday. And then last night, I just hung out with one of my friends, and she had never seen 8th grade. Oh, and my gosh. And so I was like, you have well, issues. if you want to watch a movie, 8th uh, grade's on Amazon Prime. So, like, we could just watch that if you want. If you want, she, though. Like, I yeah, I don't. Like, like I, I don't care. <laughs> just if you want. <laughs> Well, that's kind of my attitude because, like, I've seen it enough and will watch it on my own. So, like, I don't need to – I don't need to watch it. But, like, also if, like, anyone has any interest, I'm like, yes, I would 100% want to be there for this experience. And she loved it. So <clears throat> That's good. It was a victory. And uh, I started doing this, like, new, like, workout group. And so I did that. And now I, like, can't feel my legs. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You know, going missed, back to uh, normal. <laughs> yeah, I, there was. I had friends going to a thing called Motown Yoga today. Mm. Apparently, every week there's a yoga class that's 
to the tune of Motown music. That's which fun. Are two things I love, um, but yeah, and unfortunately, I didn't make that. You hate to hear it. You know, it's okay. It's a lazy <laughs> Sunday to get my nails done. That's like pretty much my only to do. I did most of my laundry yesterday, so I really just need to like get my life together, which is a very intangible goal for me today because I just <laughs> <laughs> feel, feel bad. <laughs> well, should we try to lift your spirits and go back to a more fun time? It's only going to make me depressed, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, so I figured we would close out our South by Southwest series. Yes. Week Unless people three. want us to talk more about like our laundry and like my grocery shopping list, right? We Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so I think we left off on Tuesday, the twelfth. Okay. Um, we had just seen Good Boys the night before, so on Tuesday we started by seeing a movie that I think we were both kind of excited for, curious about mm-hmm. um, the weekend mm-hmm. because it stars. Sashir Zameda from SNL. From Saturday Night. Yeah. And she's and fun on SNL. And it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah. And the movie is described as um, like the story of a young female comedian who goes on a weekend trip with like her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I don't Seems think right I up my alley. once. <laughs> yeah. No, I really didn't. There were, I, I You was, dozed off. I did. I took a little snooze. Um, <laughs> honestly, though, in my defense... It's, it's very exhausting. <laughs> and I yeah, only no. really took two snoozes. And they were both, it's funny, the morning ones, which is strange. You'd think that, like, more the afternoon ones. But two of the, like, 11 a.m.s are ones that I fell asleep in. Anyway, but, yeah, I didn't, I didn't laugh either. I still don't know what they were kind of going for, like, awkward humor. But it was not working for me at all. And yeah, maybe we were just too tired. But I'm still no. traumatized from when I saw Isn't It Romantic? And after the movie ended, the lady next to me accused me of, or she was just like, did you not like the movie? And I was like, it was fine. She was like, you didn't laugh at all. And I'm like, why are you trying to like gauge if I'm laughing? Like, I don't know you. And I don't think you're a big. of not like getting the jokes. I don't think you're a big theater laugher though, honestly. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a big, oh my God. Remember when we saw Beach Bum? And the yes. guy behind us kept going, Jesus! Yeah, he wasn't laughing. He was audibly reacting with full words and phrases. <laughs> and it was too much for me. If it's at a film festival is the only time I think it's acceptable for people to clap at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's because the people who created the movie yes. are there. Yes, yes. I cannot stand it in any other capacity. Um, I was wondering, I, so the first movie I saw in theaters after I got back basically was Us. Or one of the first ones. And when it ended, I was, like, expecting people to clap because it was a full theater and people were very reactive. And then no one did. And I was like, all right, the real world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. My uh, my experience was five feet apart. Yeah, so that was actually um, – I forgot. I saw that one first. <laughs> yeah, and I went to a Regal, which I never do. And I went because of the time or whatever, and then there were people, there were like six people in the theater. Like some of my, I was meeting up with friends and I got there before them and they were like, let me know where you're seated. And I was like, it's a 4.30 showing of five feet apart on a Sunday. Like 
there are six <laughs> other people in this theater, you'll be able to find me. When we, and, we went to the Alamo, it was Friday night, my sister and I, it's like 6 p.m., and we go up to the ticket counter, and the guy's looking at us like, um, can I help you? And we were like, can we get two for five feet apart? And he's like, that's the only one we have available. Like, everything else was sold out. He's like, that's the only oh. thing you can buy a ticket for right now. <laughs> oh, good thing. Oh, yeah, it's not, the only Alamo it's playing here is like, 12 miles away from me so that's kind of a non-starter yeah um, it's always interesting to me because I can kind of gauge how much well I guess that's not necessarily true but like how much I'll like a movie based on if it's playing at Alamo or not no, that's I not true really they have like a million yeah. Captain Marvel screenings that's true <laughs> but anywho we'll back get to South by <laughs> yeah so we saw the weekend, and both of us were just like, "That was bad." Yeah, like just, multiple. There were like six people who walked out of the movie. I'm just fully. I like us. do not understand. Like, was it a comedy? What was it? I think it was supposed to be a comedy. It was just well, she's a bad actress to begin with. Uh, yeah. So and then I was like, maybe it's supposed to be like mumblecorey, but it's just not working for me. Yeah, and it, I mean, like one of the guys in it is on um, Insecure. He plays Daniel on Insecure. And he's, he he's very a fine actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has a nice smile. But, and um, the aunt from Sister Sister, I forget her name, but she was in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there. I think like a, some of the people around the main character were good actors, but I don't think the writing was good and you can't play. No. If you're not playing off her, then, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have to be too negative. Tuesday's already going to be a little bit of a doozy for us. Yeah. Well, so then after that, we went to go see Olympic Dreams. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend, Nick Kroll. We'd seen him a few times already. My boyfriend, Nick Like, my boyfriend, Nick Kroll. Like, ready to art. Oh, my God. Well, I've met um, him, so who's yeah, closer? You guys have, yeah, you guys have, like, a little Inside joke banter. About how... Yeah. My mom's bad at taking pictures. <laughs> oh, I so I've never met him, but we did see him. That was like the joke. We went to yes. so many screenings. We're like, oh, where's Nick Kroll? And then yeah. we turn around and there he is like walking in with a bucket of popcorn, yeah. just like eating as he's yeah. walking. So casual. And then I think back to his armchair expert. I like still, I can't get over yeah, it. Yeah, his armchair expert if, is wild. <laughs> if you have any curiosity about Nick Kroll, I would say that you should definitely listen to the episode of Armchair Expert with him on it because, well, I'll, I'll endorse. Whoa, geez, I just lost the headphone. Um, I'll endorse pretty much any episode of Armchair Expert, but I really liked his. Yeah, it's it's enlightening. Um, but yeah, so he was in a movie called Olympic Dreams mm-hmm. and it was starring and I think like co-written by Alexi Papas. Mm hmm. Who is a track star. Yes. So she's an actual Olympian. And she looks like one. <laughs> she has very toned abs. She is extremely in shape. <laughs> yes. Um, but And then her husband directed it. I think they wrote it together and then he directed it. Um, but yeah, so in the movie, she's it takes place at the uh, Korea. Pyeongchang. Yeah. Yeah, Olympics. And um, they actually filmed there. And I think it was, like, one of the first movies or the first movie that's ever filmed in the Olympic Village. Yes. So that's they, they were kind of touting that. Yeah. And it's very, like, small. I don't know. It's very it's very intimate. Even though yeah. it's, like, in a very, like, you know, they're in, like, these huge stadiums and, like, kind of a sprawling village. At the same time, it feels very 
close. Well, and that's kind of, yeah, the way that the characters are written is that she's just kind of like this loner who's worked all of her life and sacrificed a lot to go to the Olympics. Um, like I would assume most Olympians did mm-hmm. and then or do. And then Nick Kroll is just like this like nerdy dentist who's always loved the Olympics. And he's kind of in like a weird spot in his life. So he's like, sure, like if you need, I'll volunteer to be a dentist. He's just like and walking around handing out flossers to people. And I've never yeah. loved anyone more. <laughs> he's so cute. He's like, he's so sweet and like, it's a rom-com. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I like, I loved, I, I've never seen him in like such a sweet role. Cause like on the league, no, yeah, we obviously into not. him on the league. <laughs> and then even on like Parks and Rec, no, no. but you mean the this douche? One, yeah. This one, I think we can both agree that he's a leading man. Yeah. He, he's, and I want to see more rom-coms because <laughs> he has such pretty blue eyes and he's so sweet. And he's, he's, so funny. he's just a little cutie. He's so our, cute. Our good friend, Nick Kroll. Friend of the show, our Nick Kroll. Good friend, Nick Kroll. But yeah, so we both really liked that. Yes. But we also were very ambitious. And <clears throat> we decided that since we, between Olympic Dreams ending and the next movie we were for sure going to see at the same location, we had like two and a half hours. And I was so worried, like, what if we don't see enough movies, you know? Same. No, I was, like, <laughs> legitimately like, oh, no. Well, we might as well take advantage. God forbid we go home. Like, we might as well just hang out here. Or, like, My eat is, not like, a movie theater food. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we ended up having to leave Olympic Dreams, like, five, ten minutes early. Mm-hmm. Which, like, things were wrapping up, so yeah. it wasn't, like, I literally DM'd someone on Twitter to be like, how did it yeah. end? And it ended so kind of how knew. we expected, so. Right, it wasn't. I felt a, pretty like, good about whole... it. <laughs> well, and I figure I'm going to see it again. Yeah. Assuming it gets, like, a. Distribution. Well, no, Yeah, no matter how it gets released, I'm going to see it again. And I think it'll be a movie that you and your sister can enjoy. Yeah, Darcy's because... a big Gus Kenworthy stan. <laughs> yeah, Gus Kenworthy is in it, and he is also the most precious he's very precious he's great in it um and he doesn't even have any puppies around him so yeah, that really just, speaks just to Gus Kenworthy's charm <laughs> yeah but so we left a couple minutes early to go see Captain Marvel mm-hmm. because neither one of us had seen it correct and I, I I okay so I was hanging out with friends last night and they asked how I thought of how I liked Captain Marvel and I said I thought it was bad mm-hmm. and then like they brought up they brought up like how I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book and then they brought up another movie and I was like no it's not good and I'm like I promise there are movies I do like I just like don't it, it's like I see so many that it's like it's very easy for me to dislike <coughs> a movie maybe but mm-hmm. I just didn't like Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't dislike it as much as you did. Um, it was also a, it was a huge jump that like I didn't really think about being in like we were both like basically blushing during Olympic dreams because yes. we were so in love with them. Yes, or just so in love with Nick Kroll. And then, and then like you're immediately in like that. galactic like fight scenes. And I'm I like, think I think the main issue is like this seems very reminiscent of early Marvel stuff to me. Not like Iron Man, but like the first Captain Avenger or the first first Captain America and the first Thor 
And like I think this kind of fits also in with an that. origin story. It's like because it's such an origin story. I think it's kind of messily laid out. And then on top of that, like recently the past couple Marvel movies that have been really good, like Black Panther or Ragnarok, like they feel like they have like a director who has an idea and has a style and is like strong with that. And this just mm-hmm. kind of felt like any old origin story. Who directed it? I have literally no idea. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I should not know. Taika. <laughs> not um, all right. <laughs> no, it's well. I just I thought that we don't need to spend too much time on it because it wasn't even part of South by. It was just something we inserted into. Um, I thought the writing was really just like so cheesy, which like I knew was going to be an issue going into it because mm-hmm. on Twitter people were there were some things that it was very people were making fun of, but then also. I didn't even think that Brie Larson was, like, that incredible. And I'm like, you're an Academy Award-winning actress. It is, like, one of those things. I mean, like, I think, like, there were, like, a bunch of people, like, credited for the script. Like, six plus. And... I I just don't think they were giving them much to do. And then also, like, you're kind of jumping back in time, but I'm not really invested in any of these timelines. I guess, you know, Jude Law's hot, but how long does that keep me interested? (laughs) No, not long enough for me. Well, because it was like, I think at one point she just goes like, I don't even know who I am. And it's just like everything about it is just so cheeseball and over the top and like ineffective for me. And it is one of those things, you know what, actually now that we're thinking about it, because we watched Five Feet Apart, which was also extremely cheesy, but what's her name was selling it. Haley Lou Richardson was like so charming. She is, that's what, after I left, because you were like, Darcy wants to know how the movie is. And I was like, you know what? It's not great, but if you like Terminal Teens, you'll probably like it. The thing is, no one's going into that thinking it's going to be high art. I mean, at least I'm not. (laughs) Cole Sprouse is in it. He's objective. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, if you like Cole Sprouse a la Riverdale, you'll like it. If you like Haley Lou Richardson slash her like she's just so fucking charming like you never really I, went I feel into like you it. weren't really into support the girls but she was so fun in that's because that my screening was so bad yeah, yeah. she's cute in that <clears throat> I need to see that again because I saw that I walked into a screening party did not know but one of the actors from it brought all of his friends to see the movie on a random like Tuesday night Mm -hmm. and it was me and all of them so every scene he was in they applauded yeah and he was in a lot of the scenes (laughs) and it pissed me off because I was like cool it's fine I'm not trying to like watch the movie listen or anything but I did complain about it to Alamo and they gave me like two ticket vouchers so (laughs) this is why you always complain um but anywho so the next movie we saw after Captain Marvel was The Day Shall Come yeah interesting was it 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 gave me kind of and I think because it's like I think the writer director is British Mm -hmm. but it almost like gave death of Stalin like comes to mind when I think of that oh really yeah, just because it was, like, offbeat, but, like, yeah. there was definitely a agenda that they were trying to... I was thinking, like, a there. less chaotic sorry to bother you, because it is very, like, oh. anti-establishment. Um, yeah, that's true. But it does, so, does kind of... I would believe you if he was British, because it does kind of have, like, a... 
incompetent he, leadership vibe. <laughs> yeah, so one of the writers was Jesse Armstrong. He is a Brit, and he has written for Veep. Interesting. He's Interesting. also the creator of Succession on HBO. Oh, people really yeah, like that show. Yeah, actually, it's on my list of things to watch. But, um, yeah, so that's that. But, um, so that story, do you want to describe it? Yeah, so basically <laughs> it's about um, kind of like a group of, I mean, I guess we could call them, I mean, almost like... <laughs> I mean, the point is they're not really extremists, but the government's kind of trying to set them up to be, you know, terrorists. So they're mm-hmm. kind of uh, the FBI is in the middle of a sting trying to get them to buy, you know, weapons from their, you know, plants, but they're not really going for it. And so it's kind of questioning, like, you know, what is our government doing? They're wasting all this time trying to get people who aren't even actually a threat. <laughs> yeah. And Anna Kendrick's in it. Yeah, she's kind of the biggest name. Yeah. From that and Susan Sarandon's son is in it for about four seconds. Yes. And then, <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, it's it's interesting. I do wonder, like, now that I'm thinking about, like, if he's British, I wonder if this is going to have similar, like, three billboards backlash where like you can't come into america and tell us what our country's like <laughs> yeah well perhaps we'll but yeah i thought it was entertaining but i mm-hmm. think i was also a little drained by the time that we saw it where i was just kind of like we went through the motions and honestly it didn't have a lasting <laughs> impact on me but i mean i thought it was like a cool movie to watch but it, i if you had asked me to name all the movies that I saw, I wouldn't really think of it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it could kind of be a big thing or not. We'll see. Yeah. Um, So then we went home, and we were thinking of going to see Little Monsters, which is a Lupita Nyong'o. Zombie movie. Zombie movie. (laughs) But we ultimately decided that watching America's Next Top Model was more important, which I think at that point both of us needed. Yeah, and I think I definitely, like, there are clear days to me where I was more drained than others, and that Tuesday was bad, but on Wednesday I felt like I had it back. Yeah, because we needed that. Yeah, um, honestly, this I know it sounds crazy to talk about how exhausting it is to just sit in a bunch of movies, but it's honestly <laughs> exhausting. Yeah, no, it is. Well, because, yeah. Um, so then Wednesday we started the day and we went to go see a documentary. I think the only documentary, or well, I saw two, the only one you yeah, saw. Yeah, the only one I saw. Um, because you go to a documentary fast in Durham. Yes. But it was romantic comedy. And yes. so it was a documentary about romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. And um, the filmmaker was there, and she's cute, mm-hmm. and she brought her some of her crew with her as well. But it was kind of a confusing movie for me because I didn't like it. Didn't come full circle for me. Like for ninety percent of it, it seemed like she was shitting on romantic comedies. Yeah, and then she like gave like a little bit of a, a solution, but then like backtracked with like still how much she loves romantic comedies and it was just kind of a kind of a weird one for me yeah i also like i mean it was entertaining but i don't think it was like groundbreaking in any way no it was fun it was like oh romantic comedies are sexist and they 
teach women that they need to behave a certain way to get but a then man. At, but then, like, then at the end, they're yeah. like, but also fun. They're fun. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> And okay, I'm like, yep, so. that's, I, I, I agree. Yeah. You don't have to sell me yeah. on this. <laughs> yeah. So then after we went to that, we took advantage of our close proximity to one Mr. Lance Bass. Yes. And sat in on his session for a bit, yes. which was so fun for me because he's so ingrained in the, like the Bravo world. Yes. So, like they asked him about <laughs> some of the most ridiculous <clears throat> things like Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy, um, Lisa Vanderpump, Jax Taylor. And so he was, uh, it was, he was almost like a little too honest or with his responses. Cause I'm like, buddy, like don't bite. I know you're here because you have your own movie, but also like, I don't know. I wouldn't be like shitting on one of my friends who's like successful in her own right too. Like, I think she's about to have her three shows on Bravo right now. Like she runs that bitch. It is funny though. But yeah, so that was fun and we didn't stay for the whole thing. Which I we really didn't need to. We were yeah. there for like thirty minutes. That was yeah. more than sufficient. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we went to go see Sword of Trust. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, starring your favorite man, Mr. Mark Maron. It's not that I'm like super anti Mark Maron. I just don't like his podcast, and he kind of bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, and I'm always being attacked for being a Mark Maron hater. That's not what this is. <laughs> I think it's fun to make it seem like you don't like him. But yeah, and um, Jillian Bell, Workaholics fame. Mm-hmm. Um, Michaela Watkins of her SNL. one season on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> slash casual on Hulu if you watch that like me because Hulu just like automatically started playing a show. Um, but yeah, so we saw that and that that was fun. That I was liked fun. that one. Yeah. And so basically it's about um, – Jillian Bell, her grandfather dies. She assumes she's inheriting the house. In reality, she is inheriting this sword with this like kind of seemingly crazy backstory about how like it was like used in the Civil War and really like the South won the Civil War. Yeah, blah, it was blah, a blah. northern sword surrendered to <laughs> the <A> general. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah. So then she goes into a pawn <clears throat> shop to try to sell it. And then Mark Marin is the grizzly pawn shop owner. They ultimately realize it's worth a lot of money. So then they're like working together to sell the store- sword to some white supremacists. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, Chaos ensues. Yeah. And I thought it was fun. It was fun. But yeah. So we saw that. And then I think we went home and hung yeah. out for a bit. Because the next movie we were going to see was Stuber, mm-hmm. which was work in progress still. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel super. I mean, it wasn't like there were a ton of effects that we were waiting on. You know, yeah, you couldn't no, really I, tell. Yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering what they're going to do to kind of close it out. It might just, yeah. I mean, it might just be like, you know, they might just be still tinkering with some of the action scenes or something, but... Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. So basically, it's Kamel Najiani. He plays a uh, Uber driver and this detective. He has, like, LASIK eye surgery or something. He can't see, so he gets an Uber, and he's, like, chasing down a criminal. Yeah, so it's, um, like, Kumail Najiani and Dave Batista, buddy cop. And yeah. Kumail's name is Stu, and he drives an Uber. Stu-ber. So 
get yeah. it. Oh my gosh, you're so smart. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, to be honest with you, like I thought it was fine or like fun. It's not necessarily my genre of movies. We so, just like, saw so many like fun comedies. Like it, yeah. it got competitive. <laughs> yeah. But also like I'm going to re-see Booksmart. I yes. will see Longshot again if like yes. friends want to go or if I get bored. Yeah. Same with Good Boys. Yeah. But see, um, this is my argument. I'm less into action normally. So yeah. even like action comedy, I'm not as into as like romantic comedy or um, coming of age comedy, you know, like. Yeah. But it was fun. I just, what I was trying to get at is like, even though it's a work in progress, there's not enough incentive for me to see it again. go see it again yeah just so i can see like maybe whatever special effects are gonna add in or let's like get real we saw like on. 25 movies that week i don't think we'll be able to tell the differences from the final product <laughs> yeah that's true oh I, I didn't, okay so what we did instead in between the two movies was we had a nice dinner oh yes we did have a nice dinner Complete oh right we were kind of drunk I yeah. was wondering, I was like, what did we do in between there? Yeah, we got a little tipsy. I don't think we were kind of drunk. I By the time we got out of the movie, I was, like, pretty fully drunk. Yeah, no, I was drunk, too. We each got two drinks in Stuber, and I think they were doubles. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, we no, only we, got the we one, each got it doubles. was a double. Yeah, because she asked if I wanted a double, and I said, sure, why not? Well, yeah, save me some time. Always say yes. <laughs> I don't have to come yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was, well, it's because we had plans of possibly going out. Um, then we did not. Yes. We ended up just like hanging out at home, which yes. fine, whatever. Um, but yes, then that brings us to Thursday. Oh, fr- Thursday, yeah, Thursday, the fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started the day with a very triggering movie for me. <laughs> yes, God, yes. Um, triggering in the sense that I went to Catholic school. Right. The movie centers around a girl. And a Natalia Dyer? Dyer, yeah, I think it's Dyer. Um, From Stranger Things. And she, it's like early 2000s, um, so like AIM is a thing. Mm -hmm. And basically she's kind of like discovering her sexuality. sexuality. (laughs) Yeah, and just like learning what masturbating is. Yeah. Um, But then then she goes to Catholic school, and that's, you know, very much masturbating is very much against catholic practice it really is so funny i feel like i'm so out of touch with like catholic school and i have so many friends that went to catholic school and i like watched this and afterward i was like did they really wait (laughs) was it like this and you're like yes it was really like this well and it's like one of those things where like that's my only experience so like i don't you know, I see like other schools on depicted in movies, but you're like, eh, like it's dramatization. Like, <laughs> no one's skirts are really that short. Yeah. And then, like, because I was watching eighth grade last night and I was like, oh my God, like Olivia's outfit, like she's wearing like heeled booties <laughs> and short shorts and a tank top, like to school. That's insane to me. Just even the heeled booties and shorts. I'm I like, think OMG. In, at my middle school, you could wear a tank top as long as it was like three fingers width. I can't remember, but there's yeah. A, that's how it was for me in elementary school. There's a finger, and then normally wall. it's like fingertips for your shorts or your skirt. Yeah, that's kind of bullshit. It should really be above the knee. <laughs> Mine was um, two inches above the knee, which in yes, God, yes, it was three. So it was like whoa. I think ours was three, but uh, TBH they weren't really strict about it. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, we got like in trouble for not having our shirts tucked in. I guess we might have. I don't remember ever untucking my shirt. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, so she goes to this retreat, and it's called like Kaikros or something. Yeah, like Kaikos. Which means Jesus's time, whereas my school had a retreat called Kairos, which means God's, God's time. time. <laughs> and I never went because it seemed a little culty because it was like all of a sudden people who were never friends were suddenly friends, mm-hmm. and everyone was all like – can't share what happened at Kairos because like you're so emotionally vulnerable which is like exactly how this movie was too like yeah I think that's they should why have just I like confirmed her friend. <laughs> suspicions oh yeah so um but it was to me it was super uncomfortable and cringy just because it was like so similar to the experiences I've had yeah good music um, though great music and it was like it was cute and like I I hope it does get um distribution Mm -hmm. I hope yeah but I don't it it was just so cringy for me it made me so uncomfortable yeah I don't know it wasn't super graphic or anything it was just very kind of like innocent and like (laughs) confused you know people it's it's cute and our good friend Timothy Simons was in it yeah, our good di- friend from dinner. Our good friend from dinner. <laughs> nights before was in it. Yeah, he plays a priest, which, like, I never – we didn't have, like, a priest on campus. You didn't like, have a hot time. father. No, I did not. The guys that – like, the ones that did come to do mass and whatnot in um, uh, confession were not cute like he is. Yeah, he's but, yeah. cute. <laughs> Yeah, so that was interesting. And then we went from that, and we just stayed at Alamo, one theater, this entire day. Yeah, this was um, a Which Lamar was actually kind day. of really nice. It was nice. Um, we were just bopping back and forth. <laughs> yeah, and so we went to go see the boy band con, the Lou Pearlman story. Yeah, which, which is – oh, so I guess this is a documentary, so we saw two. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I saw three. You saw three. Funny. But this is um, kind of the, I said, this is the true crime that Noriega and I can agree on. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it links boy bands to true crime, which, I mean, what two things do I love more? And it had Pop some, like, really good crime. slow-mo dance scenes. Sequences. Oh, my God. I like You forget out. how many bangers there are. Like, oh. I've kind of been reevaluating no. a lot because, damn. Well, what up? <laughs> What I thought was so interesting, so Lou Pearlman was the guy behind NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. What I didn't know, I knew that Backstreet Boys was before NSYNC, but I didn't realize they were so much before and also that they were under the same management. That 100% is a conflict of interest. Yeah, that's crazy. In hindsight, that's insane. (laughs) Yeah. So he did Backstreet, or he was buying Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, um, O-Town, a couple girl, at least one girl group that I actually, I tried to listen to some of their music Innocence, on Spotify. I never is knew. is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, he was... LFO. There was an LFO second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He basically, like, stole all their money. Or, yeah. like, they just signed, like, a really shitty contract with him from the get-go. Because yeah. no one in their circle knew the, the wiser. Um, and so even though they were selling, you know, millions of records, they were only making like less than minimum wage. Yeah. Um, which is he, he was a hustler. Yeah. 
And then I was also, what was I going to say? I had a thought, but, um, but yeah, so that was fun and exciting. And Lance Bass was there with yes. some of the other uh, crew members. So there was a bit of a Q&A. And I took a picture with Lance Bass, which was quite possibly the most awkward photo in the history of pictures. <laughs> he just like stood there with like his hands in his pocket. And it's like he's not that tall of a guy. And so then he's so clearly just had to take so many pictures in his life. Yeah, like. <laughs> he it was the pictures. I, I obviously did not post it because it was not a flattering photo of me, I would say. Um well, also, it was backlit. This was my whole yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it, oh, God, thank God my Ethan Hawke photo wasn't there. Oh, my God. The Ethan Hawke photo is a real masterpiece. I still, like, show it to people, and I'm like, but guys. And everyone's always like, that is a really Look. good picture of you. And I'm like, yes, I know. You're like, I thank you. you. It's a genuine <laughs> smile. That... I look good because I feel yeah. good. Um, but anywho, so we... I, I liked the boy band con. It's going to be out on YouTube. So I'm hoping yeah. that they show it for free like they did with the Demi Lovato doc that went on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like a fun like at home yeah. watch. You know, like airplane I think watch. it'd be a really good pregame. A pregame? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Pregame movie. Oh, no. I don't think so. This is good music. Yeah. But you also, <laughs> there are like some fun things that you need to be looking out for. And by fun, I mean bananas. Yes terrible <laughs> yeah but so it is good so time. after that we saw mickey and the bear which yes. stars so i have a quick question do you think she's pretty <laughs> i thought you had a legitimate question <laughs> camila this is a joke because noriega <laughs> every time she sees her just goes she's so she's pretty. beautiful camila monroe marone marone i think it is um yes. She was in Never. What was the movie called? Never, Never going, going back. back. Never going something, back. Something something like that last year, and I was just like watching the movie, and she was just like not wearing any makeup. Her hair was always in like a lopsided ponytail, and I was like, "Who is this girl? She's so beautiful." Lo and behold, she's Leonardo DiCaprio's current girlfriend. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, so you're probably the only one who's ever seen yeah. that in her. Her her stepdad <laughs> was um, Al Pacino, so she has some clout, uh, and I think that's yeah, all normal yeah. stuff. So she she has an interesting life. Um, but so this movie she played, and it's funny because I follow her on Instagram, so like I remember her shooting this movie. Um, but so yeah, she plays a girl whose mom has passed away and she's living with her dad who has substance abuse problems, um, to put it lightly. And they live in Montana, Montana, I think I want to say Montana, not in like (laughs) suburbia or anything. She lives no in a trailer and just she's kind of it's a more like classic tale of like the child assuming the responsibility and then having to like come to terms with like well do I want this to be my life for the rest of my life or like can I move forward from this um yeah so I liked it I thought it was like I thought she yeah she was I liked it too um wouldn't say like I loved it but I liked it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Definitely. So the Agreed. next we saw a movie that you did actually really love and I thought was fun. 
this it was it's this is just very much my shit you know my like, biggest complaint <laughs> about this movie is the title <clears throat> because it is extremely hard to find anything about it because it's so common yes. also people tend yes. to make it one word instead of two but it was extraordinary extraordinary two, two words. words um it's like about a woman in a small little irish uh-huh. town and she is a driving instructor, but also used to be, um, oh gosh, I don't even know what you, like a um, exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> Medium. Basically, and would kind of, yeah, rid houses of ghosts and spirits. And so um, she kind of ends up getting dragged back into that lifestyle while Will Forte, who is a fun pop star Satanist is um, out to get her. I think it's, it, it was, was fun. fun. And it was so Will Forte. <laughs> or he was like perfect in yes. it. It was weird. It was funny. Um, yeah. It was like a tight hour 30. You know, like that's just what I'm looking for at yeah. this point in the fest. <laughs> yeah, no. We, uh, I think we both were, we just went because we were like, well, the timing works and it's Will Forte. And, you know, he had become our yeah. close personal had, friend by then as well. Right. Our close personal friend. That's like our new tagline. Our close personal friend, Will Forte. But we did talk we to did, Will Forte. We did, and he was lovely. So. Um, he was lovely. But, yeah, so I thought that was fun. And I, like, even recommended it to a friend, like, right away. Because I was like, this is very much his shit, too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was extraordinary. And then we looped back around and saw a movie and it was actually kind of funny because when we were waiting in line to see Mickey and the Bear, we were listening to, like, boy bands. And then I heard someone having a conversation, and he, the guy next to us, and he was talking about how he, he had a movie that was at the fest. We were like, huh. I was like, oh, interesting. And so then I kind of inserted myself into the conversation, and he was the director <laughs> of a movie that we were going to see. And so we were like, oh, that's so fun. We're actually going to see it tonight. Um, and that was The Art of Self-Defense, starring Jesse yes. Eisenberg. And yes. um, about, like, this more timid guy, and he gets mugged, and it inspires him to start doing martial arts, and, you know, he gains some confidence from that, but then there are other wrinkles that come into play. And it was just, like... Yeah. It was, like, great Jesse Eisenberg work. Like, it was, like, quirky it's, it's really, and lovable where it needed to be. It's really peak, Jesse. Well, peak would be social network, <laughs> and, but. Well, yeah, but this is a similar energy from him. I think that's just Jesse Eisenberg's It was energy. fun. I liked it. I liked it more than I yeah, thought Yeah, I agree. Fun. I think we both, like, saw it on the schedule and we're like, I don't know, Jesse. Well, because it was getting a lot of good reviews, so yeah but it was it was like earlier in the week at uh, like conflicting with something else we were yeah. like considering seeing but i can't remember what it was but it doesn't matter we fit yeah it. yeah <laughs> so yeah so we both really liked that and then that brings us mm-hmm. to friday my last, Your last day. day um and ah. we started the day in a very weird way <laughs> this is the other one that i like very much fell asleep. Tired. I thought this was going to be my shit, and it was not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on paper. Yeah. You know? So it was the Mountain, starring Ty Sheridan, um, and Jeff Goldblum had a very much bigger role than we thought it was. 
going to be. I can't believe I just fell asleep during a Jeff Goldblum movie. Like, that's just so You not saw me, him dance, you know? and that's all that really matters. I did see him dance, and then it got a little quieter, and I was like, all right, I'm good Well, now. and so the movie's about, like, this kid... His mom is in an institution. His dad unexpectedly mm-hmm. dies. And he, Jeff Goldblum meets him and is like, hey, like, well, would you like to be my like a, my assistant? Like, take photos for me. I'm a mm-hmm. doctor. Um, then we come to find out that he is a doctor who performs lobotomies. Um, so it was a bit graphic yes. at times. If it was actually yes. graphic, I don't know. But as soon as I would see those sticks go near eyeballs, I was like, I'm out of this. Like, I yeah. Um, yeah. I can't watch this. But <laughs> yeah, so it was it was long and just like... It was long. You could tell it just like... I don't even know if it was actually long or if it just felt so see. long. It played... No, it, it was, was an slow. hour and 46 minutes. Not long. Okay, that is not long. Not. <laughs> um, but I mean, and then it's very like it gets very like heavy-handed at the end with like all this like they're you know kind of people who have mental illnesses really going off on different things. And I remember I had like fallen asleep at one point and I wake up and there's like a man yelling in yeah. French and I was like, what the fuck? When did he show up? <laughs> this isn't no, what. It, um, <laughs> so it, well, and if you were talking to someone in line and. We all kind of are agreeing that it's, I think it was trying to be a lot, it was trying to be like super artsy and deep and perhaps it was just like one in the fest the that we saw that it, but yeah, point. we just weren't, <laughs> yeah. weren't into it, weren't buying it. Um, but there was though. a good like 10 seconds of Jeff Goldblum dancing in a bowling alley. Dancing in a bowling alley. So that's, you know something to look forward to if this ever does come out but also i would never recommend yeah. this to someone i don't think unless they really like movies about lobotomies i don't well i don't know if that's a niche but it could be <laughs> um so you next we saw francis ferguson which we just like yes. heard was it was like a dark comedy narrated by nick offerman so like okay yes sure. um and yeah so so it's about a girl who kind of like, well, she's a woman. She's like in her mid twenties, and she's a substitute teacher, and she ends up, you know, hooking up with one of the students, and then it's kind of like going through the motions of life after that. She's in a bad marriage, and I don't know. It's it's pretty. I, I didn't I didn't dislike it, but it was pretty middle of the road for yeah, me. Yeah, it was kind of cringy for me. Yes. Um, just yes. because she's so, like, deadpan. But it, I thought it was... Yeah, she, like, did not seemingly care about getting arrested or any other aspect yeah. of her life. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was... That was interesting. The director and spoke at the end of it, and he was strange. Um, oh, yeah, he was yeah. weird. He, he was, like, shitting about on... That. <laughs> Because we saw it at the state side, and he said it premiered at the convention mm-hmm. center, and he was like, I would never wish it upon anyone to have your movie premiere at the... He was just, like, shitting on the convention <laughs> center, and I was just like, Ey. at least you, like, got, like, to have, like, an official premiere, you know, like... You know, this is, like, their last screening. I don't think yeah, he really cared. <laughs> but still, I was like, yikes. Um, but, I mean, I think he went to school in Austin, so... My guess is he doesn't really care. He probably has enough ties here that 
feels comfortable yeah. <laughs> enough to talk shit. <laughs> yeah. So um, we saw that. And then I think we just like relaxed for a bit. And we decided to add something last minute onto the schedule because when we were waiting in I'm line. I'm so glad oh we did. Gosh, when we were waiting in line to go see it <laughs> uh, or to see the mountain, we heard people talking about this movie called The Peanut Butter Falcon. And we heard Shia LaBeouf and Dakota Johnson. And we were both just like, what in the world are yeah. you talking about? And then we saw <laughs> it and it turned out to be like both of our, one of our favorites of the week or of the fest. Yeah. Um, it was great. Yeah, so it was about, how do they describe them? Like trailer trash. But so, oh, like, like river, river trash. trash. Yeah. So it was like <laughs> uh, Shia plays this guy it takes I think it takes place in North Carolina but he's trying to like make a pilgrimage down to Florida as I guess some choose to do but um yeah he doesn't come from like a nice background um so he's trying to start a new life down there in Florida and then he meets up with this kid who or this like 20 year old who um has down syndrome and he was in, like, an assisted living facility because mm-hmm. um, he didn't have anyone who would take care of him as that's what the state did with him. And Shia was like, okay, well, I can I can help you get to this wrestling fit, training camp that you want to. It, would, <laughs> this sounds it does insane, sound insane, but, but <laughs> basically it's like a – it's just like a story about like two unlikely guys who become friends and it's just like really yes. sweet and Shia was so cute in it. Dakota was great. It is like Huck Finney, yeah, they say. Yeah, yeah. And so Dakota works at the assisted living home and is like trying to get back her patient. Patient, yeah. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, and so it was just like really cute and the directors and writers were there. Um and they gave they us coffee did, yeah. beforehand because it was like an eleven thirty screening. Yeah, which I was like, we took the coffee, and I was like, who who gave that to us? Because I'm like, you know, not going to take stuff from strangers. And then the kid next to us <laughs> told us it was the director. And then about four minutes later, he told me that or told us that he did cocaine for the first time from a stranger, like two nights yeah, before. Yeah, that kid was way too open. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> Um, but you know, he loved to tell the tale. And also like, what about us? What about us <laughs> screams? Tell us about your <laughs> drug experiences. <laughs> like that was not the vibe I was. Oh, giving I off. think that's the vibe I was giving off. Um, oh yeah. But yeah. yeah. So we both really liked that and it was nice because it yes. also like let us end on a positive note. And so I'm really excited yes. for that movie to come out. Yeah, I, I am too. Um, but yeah, it's then. I think it's going to be well received. And then we headed back at like 1 a.m. And I left for my flight like (laughs) two and a half hours later. We watched music and lyrics. I had the privilege. Watch music and lyrics. Of watching that for for the first time. God, you're so welcome. Thank you. Um, And then you left. And then the next day I saw Running with Beto, which was. Right. Yeah. And it also like made me a little teary eyed. It was good. Um, and that's coming to HBO in May, if you have any interest in mm-hmm. that. Um, and it just chronicles the leading up to um, the election day and a little bit, or it's just like election night is kind of when it ends out. But yeah, and then yeah. 
I came home and just relaxed until I went to go see Pet Cemetery for the closing night film. Right, right. Yeah. We didn't talk much about it. You just said it was no it. Well, yeah. Um, it, <laughs> yeah, it was like, I, that's just not really my genre. Um, but mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. I think it was entertaining. Apparently, I've never read the book or seen any iteration of the movie. So they do make a couple changes to it. Um, so I guess maybe mm-hmm. that keeps it semi-fresh. But Fresh. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was fine, and it was it was that annoying because we went to so many events, and I was like, I'll just walk over, no big deal. I'm by myself. Like I can just listen to a podcast, and I get there, and they're already letting people in, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like yeah. every other time we've been, <laughs> we've had to wait in line, and like the movie still started late. It was just that the line was already moving. Yeah. So crazy yeah they were pretty we did pretty well on our line timing there wasn't anything that we were trying to get into that we didn't get into like actively there was one thing what was it oh the um daily show we were like eating lunch and we checked and it was red already and we're like yeah all right guess it's not meant to be (laughs) yeah so um i guess just one thing to close out south by i think we should rank our favorite movies Okay. You know, I've been going back and forth on this for a while now. (laughs) All right. Okay. Do you want to go first? I think we have the same number one. We do. I feel like I need to, like, pull up my text. or There's absolutely no way I'm going to find it. Um, Yeah, so it was... Yeah, what are you talking about? We talk literally all the time. (laughs) It was Booksmart was one we both liked Yep, me too. And then... um, Yep. I think, for me, it was... Maybe Peanut Butter Falcon as okay. number two. I think mine was Us, then Peanut Butter yeah. Falcon. And then... I think those are my top yeah, three. Yeah, I put Olympic Dreams, I think, in third place. And then mm-hmm. Adopt a Highway, fourth. And then The Art of Self-Defense, right, right. five. Okay. So I think I was Booksmart, Us, Peanut Butter Falcon, Olympic Dreams, Extraordinary. Yeah. But I keep going back and forth. There were a few that I really liked. Like, I don't know. That could change over yeah. time. I need to rewatch them in a normal schedule yeah. of life. Yeah, well, I think that's <laughs> acceptable, too. But, yeah, so all in all, fun week, 10 days. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. You ready for next year? <laughs> I'm literally, considering how tired I am, I can't imagine doing this ever again. <laughs> but, yes, obviously I'm coming. <laughs> Well, good. Well, nice. Any any last minute things? Nope. I'm. I think we'll be talking about these as they come out and keeping up our recommends. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and laurenoriega.com.